the following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, I have a very important show for you today. (laughs) Not that the others aren't important, but... um, this is something I'm very proud to be able to bring this show to you because, because uh, so much of the mainstream media is trying to hide the validity of this. And I'm talking about the movie, the controversial movie that has just come out called Vaxxed, From Cover-Up to Catastrophe. So today's show is called Vaxxed, Do Vaccines Cause Autism? Now, um, this movie uh, was supposed to be shown, premiered at the, um, at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival in New York, um, and at the last minute it was pulled. And this, despite Robert De Niro endorsing that the movie, and he is one of the founders, one of the bigwigs of, the, uh, of Tribeca, um, and he has an autistic son. And despite his uh, wanting to show it in the festival, and apparently it got up to uh, pretty close to the day that it was supposed to be shown, um, at the last minute it was pulled because there had, was such an outcry. You know, whenever there's such an outcry about something, um, you have to wonder what people are trying to hide. And indeed, there are um, people who would benefit from uh, the public not believing that there is any connection between vaccines and autism. And I'm certainly not here to tell you that I know for sure that there is, but I certainly can tell you that we need to do more research into this area, and we shouldn't just be saying, oh, there's no connection. Oh, the guy who first wrote about this in uh, Britain was just, uh, it had to do with his being paid off or having some kind of financial connections. He did. I mean, it, that was just... <laughs> That was just an excuse, just similar to the, to the Tribeca Festival not showing his movie. Um, so we need to, you know, if there isn't something that, where there's maybe a little grain of truth to it, uh, then it wouldn't be getting all this outcry against it. And, of course, who are some of the people who stand to lose um, if, if there is a connection and if people believe there's a connection? And if uh, parents don't get their kids vaccinated, certainly one big uh, uh, set of people or institutions who would lose would be the pharmaceutical companies, the pharmacies, the pharmaceutical companies who uh, manufacture the MMR vaccine, measles, mumps, rubella. Uh, rubella is German measles. They would lose. They would lose a lot of money. And CD, the CDC, which is uh, shown to uh, have covered over, potentially, at least by this uh, whistleblower from the CDC who's featured in the movie, if they were shown to have covered over some of their results, obviously our faith would be shaken in the CDC. So there's a lot at stake here, but more importantly, uh, more important than, than pharmaceutical companies and the CDC and our trust in it, is children's lives. And that is what we're really talking about and what we're, why this is so important. Um, I saw Vaxxed, and I am hoping with the, uh, my guests that I have on today who were very intimately involved with the movie that you will go see it. It is playing now. I'll tell you uh, at the end of the show, I'll tell you where in L.A., but it is playing around the country now in independent theaters. And it's really growing, which is wonderful to see that more theaters have become <laughs> courageous. I mean, obviously, they realize that there are people in their neighborhoods who want to see it, 
um, but they become courageous and, and are showing the film. And um, so without further ado, let me introduce my guests. Um, my first guest is Karen Kane. She appears in the film. She's the mother of Lauren, who was a healthy baby, until a vaccine caused seizures and turned her into a blind, nonverbal quadriplegic. My second guest is Polly Tomey, a co-producer of the film. She's the mother of Billy, a boy with autism. She's also the founder of Media Outlets for Autism Awareness. I'll let her, I'll let each of them tell you more about, about that. Um, I want to say also that, um, the, um, that Karen has written a book about her story with her daughter. It's called A Unique Life Fully Lived. So, uh, Karen, why don't we start with you? And um, you, that was very, why don't you start with, um, well, how you feel about the reaction to the movie, but also with how it was, you know, you shared a very intimate um, picture uh, in the movie. And that, how, how did all that come about, and how do you feel about that, and especially how do you feel about it after people are being, you know, are, are not wanting to believe it? Well, thank you, first of all. There's so much information, so I'm going to just jump right in. Sure. Um, Stephanie Sinev talks in the movie that if we do nothing, that by 2032, one and two of our children will have autism and 80% of our boys. So first of all, everybody should be concerned about autism. This is an epidemic. It's been ignored, and um, this is going to affect everybody, whether you have children or not. This is a big, big deal. My daughter was injured by her vaccination in 94. The government immediately agreed that she was vaccine injured, and that typically never happens. And um, with that information, they said, yes, she's vaccine injured. They put off our settlement for three years because Mm. they fully expected her to die. They Uh. want families like mine to go away. The only place in America that you don't get due process, meaning a judge and a jury, is in vaccine court. They've known since 1962 that vaccines cause brain injury, and basically that is why they created the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. And Hmm. there's so many levels that people don't understand about the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. So when you buy a vaccine, let's say you buy the MMR, 75 cents per antigen goes into this fund that's for my daughter. So 225 from the MMR vaccine goes to a fund that's for children who are vaccine injured. But the government takes 25% of that fund to do with what they will. So the CDC is there to tell you that are vaccines safe or not safe? And this movie is not an anti-vaccine film. This movie is about the CDC and how they lied and threw away data to make the statistics. And the statistics are that African-American boys, when given the MMR on time, are 240% more likely to have autism. So they, they played with this report for four years. This is what this movie is about. My daughter has a video in the movie because people need to understand that vaccine injury is messy. Vaccine injury destroys lives. Lauren lived in Westlake Village in Thousand Oaks for 15 years. That's where she died in my arms. She had uncontrolled seizures her entire life, and I wanted people to see what vaccine injury looks like, and that's why I agreed to put her video in the film. We can no longer turn our back to our children. Yes, absolutely. Now, I didn't quite understand what you were saying about the money that what percentage, when someone buys a vaccine or pays a doctor to, or I guess the hospital or whoever, or doctors or a pharmacy buy the vaccines, how, how much, what percent of that money is, is going to the vaccine injury compensation fund? Every, every so the MMR vaccine, $2.25 from when, when a parent goes in and purchases the vaccine, 225 gets taken from that money and set aside for the vaccine injury compensation program. I see. So that money's set aside. So when my daughter sued, she didn't sue the government. You know, drug companies are not liable. The government protects the drug companies. Um, and this has been going on since, since 1986. So they know that vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. They know that. And that's why they set up the fund for children like my daughter. 
So when they take money for that fund, they take that money, set it aside, and then the government can take 25% of that money to build roads, go to war, whatever they want to do. Huh. Um, I wrote a piece in January last year about vaccines, and when and um, it has all. I mean, you don't have to look far for this information, but people don't understand how this works. The government p- protects the drug companies. The drug companies can't be sued, and then parents, when you want to sue, you have to sue the vaccine injury compensation program, and the parents have to hire a specific lawyer, and there's only certain lawyers that can um, argue about vaccine injury, and then the government provides the vaccine injury compensation program with lawyers, and they have tons of money, and I never went to court with my daughter. We met in a a small office, and we talked for three days about how much money my daughter's life was worth. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, dear. It's shocking Um, how families are treated that even for me, they agreed that Lauren was vaccine injured. You would think that they would have stepped in and said, here, let us help you. And, the, and that is not, you know, that is just one level of what happens with vaccine injury. And this film is so important because, you know, you need to go see it. You need to see what the CDC is doing because the CDC is making up the schedule. And in California, you know, they just passed that you have to have vaccines to go to school. And, you know, this is going to just go go on and on. They're going to make it one day so you if you can't get health insurance without being vaccinated. And everybody needs to wake up. Huh. I mean, certainly that should be a parental freedom to choose. Um, uh, Polly, I, I'm going to want to go, I'm going to come back to you, Karen, because I want to hear the story in more detail about, um, you know, what you went through when you first, from your daughter's first seizure after the uh, vaccination and, you know, what the doctors told you and all of that. But let me just um, get Polly in here um, to comment so far on on this, on the film and so on. Hi. 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 (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Yes. So, Polly, tell us about, you know, your participation in the show. Polly was a co-producer of the film. And um, how, what has been your reaction to the way, well, to it being pulled from Tribeca and so on? Well, first of all, so I, um, at Dr. Wakefield and I own um, the Autism Media Channel, which we set up to help families. Um, we just put loads of videos of helping families deal with every single day issues that come up with this injury. So we were working on that together. And then when Andy got hold of the story from Brian Hooker and started working on the um, whistleblower and putting this whole thing together, um, we started talking to Robert De Niro about, because he does, as you said, have a vaccine injured son, which, you know, now with autism, and he, he loves this story so much because it validates absolutely everything that's happened to his family. So we were so excited when we got into Tribeca because, to be honest with you, when we were making the film, nobody wanted to touch it at all. Everybody didn't, either didn't want anything to do with Dr. Wakefield or the subject that we were covering. So this was a major breakthrough for us. And even when it was announced publicly that we were going to be into Tribeca, Robert De Niro said, look, I know we've got all this awful stuff, trolls on our back, but I promise you this is going to go ahead. We will, we will show this film. So when we heard that it had been pulled, we heard the same time as you, and we didn't get any special phone call. We heard as it broke around the world, really. Um, and we were absolutely gutted, gutted beyond belief. But now... It's different because what's actually happened since then is that it's probably given us the best publicity that backs could mm-hmm. ever get. And it means that people are talking about it, which is what this is about. As Karen was saying, people have to go and see Bax because I know if I'd seen Bax while I was pregnant with Billy, I absolutely would not, would not have given him the vaccine. So it's really important for pregnant mothers or parents looking at having children and not knowing what to do because we're put under so much pressure by doctors. Um, I mean, I could tell you hundreds of stories of parents that are put under this pressure. I was one of them. We trust our doctors. We trust our pediatricians. So when I took Billy in to have his vaccine, he's my second child. I had no reason to question the vaccine because my daughter had them and she was absolutely fine. So um, it's a matter of which child can and which child can't. And we simply don't know which children are able to have these vaccines. So it's very, very dangerous for us to have mandatory vaccines. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what, when did, what, what is the story of 
um, your son. When did you start realizing that there had been a problem and that it was related to the vaccine? Well, so we went in at exactly 13 months when we were told to have... I was such a pro-vaccine mother that I actually marked the date to make sure that Billy had this vaccine exactly the time he was supposed to. I was the first person in the pediatrician's office to get this um, thing done. So he, was, he had the vaccine at 9 o'clock in the morning. By the evening, he was having the most dreadful seizure and the eyes were rolling back in his head. He was shivering and shaking and we rushed him into hospital. And they told us at the hospital that it was a routine, pretty common reaction they'd seen in quite a few children to the MMR vaccine. And we were not to worry because he would get through this. They gave him more antibiotics. And they just told us to let him rest, get through it, and he'll be absolutely fine. But he wasn't fine at all. He was very, very sick little boy. He had awful diarrhea. His hair fell out. He lost weight. A very dark circles under his eyes and a huge bloated stomach started to appear. He never regained his speech again because he was babbling and chatting with his sister. And we never got any of that back. And, uh, you know, what follows from that is a very a typical story that you will hear from all vaccine-damaged parents. So it's, uh, it's a tragedy, really. It's a terrible tragedy for these children. Well, um, I'm hearing the music, which means that we do need to take a break now, but we will be back. My guests are Karen Kane and Polly Tomey. We're talking today about Vaxxed, Do Vaccines Cause Autism? You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about Vaxxed. The movie is actually called Vaxxed, From Cover-Up to Catastrophe. I'm sure you've heard about the controversy in the news, so we're talking about Vaxxed, Do Vaccines Cause Autism? And uh, this will be for you to figure out by the end what you believe, but hopefully it will at least uh, encourage you to go see the movie, which will can do a lot more to um, help you make your mind up about what you think about vaccines. My guests are two mothers of children who were vaccine injured, and um, who are connected to the film, Karen Kane, who appears in the film, and Polly Tomey, who is a co-producer. Now, Polly, I, I saw the movie, but I, I could have... Weren't you also... Didn't you also appear, or was it just the video? And no, we, oh, yes, we sorry. Really, sorry, my son's story. Are you talking to me or Karen? Sorry. I, I'm, I'm talking to Polly. Polly, were you, um, were, did you appear in the video also, in the movie also, or was it... Yes. Were, um, yes, I thought, it. Yeah. I thought so, because, um, okay, because you're kind of described as the co-producer, but you were also in it. I thought I saw, okay. Okay, Karen. I mean, I, they just, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm described as a co-producer because my job really is to, um, I traveled around um, interviewing the parents in the film. So as a parent, mm. 
I stand up for the parents and the parents um, that have been vaccinated. injured, as does Karen, as does Karen, we're, we're a team. Uh-huh, yes. I mean, you know, to, to be truthful, the most um, compelling part of that film was the parents and the children because, you know, the, the, the rest of it, sort of the frame of it, of the telephone call from the whistleblower at the CDC and other doctors and other, you know, um, sort of facts, factual kinds of parts. That's interesting. But what is just so overwhelming and emotional and, and, and compelling, persuasive, is, um, are the, the parts about the parents and the children. I mean, you can't deny it when you see those children. And when the parents tell the story, so Karen, let's go back to you and um, continue with your story of so after the vaccine and after she had a seizure, your daughter, um, what um, what did you do next? Well, Lauren had a very very long seizure two hours after the vaccine, um, and then she had another one, and um, at that point everything became out of control because she was six weeks of age, she was having. Um, by the time she was four months, she had nine five-minute seizures in one day. Her, wow. her body laid lifeless in my arms, and I would call the doctor every time, and he came back in, and um, I got terrible diagnoses. Nobody talked about the vaccine. Um, by the time she hmm. was a year old, she was on four to six anti-seizure medications every day, seizing all day long. She was hmm. not sitting up. She was not holding a toy. She never talked. You know, she never did any of the childhood gains. Um, and I called her neurologist, who was the famous Dr. Minkies at the time, and I said, what, what is to come of my baby? And he said, one day you will wake up and she will be dead. And she was a year old. And so I never anticipated that Lauren would make it till she was 15. Um, but what's really important here is that um, this is happening all around the country. One in 20 children now has a seizure disorder. And what Polly did and what I did and what, what parents need to do is they need to get in and they need to follow their gut and they need to, to listen and they need to take care of themselves and they need to quit being bullied and they need to start talking about it to everybody. I mean, you know, nobody told Polly and her husband to go do Autism File, do a magazine, reach out. She just did it because we as parents were alone. We've never had a voice. This happened 22 years ago and this is you know, the first time that people are really talking about what's happening to our children, what's happening from the CDC, and what about vaccines. I mean, the the schedule of the vaccines have never been tested. 53% of our children are chronically ill. Lauren never walked. She never talked. She ate through a feeding tube. She ended up getting a trach, which is a hole in her neck to breathe when she was five. She had severe brain damage and, and... she she was this amazing, beautiful little girl that her life went completely off track because of one vaccine. And I, I believed in vaccines, and I and I, you know, I would never ever want this to happen to another family. And vaccine injury destroys families. And we are connected. We are united. We are sharing our stories, and we are going to stop this from happening to our babies. Well, you know, um, in your book, A Unique Life Fully Lived, and I know both of you are, are big advocates um, for families and teachers and for, for the children, basically, um, who, are, who are vaccine injured and disabled in any way. Um, and what, I, what kind of amazed me is I was reading about how, um, regardless of what you just described, <laughs> you know, the severe injuries that occurred after the vaccine, you got her involved. She was a vice, let me see, she was vice president of the Girl Scouts. She was in the Miss, where did I put this? She was in the, uh, in the Miss Pasadena. Well, I'll let you tell it, but she, she was in the Miss she loved life. She was a beautiful soul. She's important. I mean, she wanted everything just like everybody else. She just couldn't talk. She couldn't walk. Um, she, was a miss, she was in the Miss Preteen Pasadena pageant. She had friends. She had sleepovers. We toilet papered on the sleepovers. Um, she swam with the dolphins five different times in Key Largo. She went to Mexico and Canada. And I mean, her life mattered. Her, she had severe brain damage from an event that should have never happened. And, but I wasn't going to 
give up on her. I loved her, and she did everything differently. And if you were lucky enough to meet Lauren, you would see that she was full of love and she was full of life and um, not to be discounted. And, and I have to say this because it's so important. The government immediately said she was vaccine injured. So if she was the only child out there that happened to be vaccine injured, they should have stood it come in and taking care of my family. But that's not what happens. The truth is that we are, vaccine injured families are disrespected. They want you to go away and they want you to be hidden because they don't want you to be seen in the world's eyes. But now is different. Now we have Facebook. Now we have internet and now we're connected. I mean, you know, and, and all of our children are important. Every single child is important, and our vaccine-injured families need support, and we're here to share the story that must be heard for the future, for the future of our children, for the future of all Well, you know, that's a real testament, not just to Lauren, but to you, to have made sure that she had all of these incredible experiences, um, you know, that so many (laughs) non-vaccine-injured children don't have. Um, I mean, you know, that was, that was really amazing that you, that you um, fought for her to have all of that. Um, Polly, tell us about, more about your son, Billy. Okay, well, Billy is 20 now. He's just turned 20. And we were told when Billy was diagnosed with autism around two, two and a half, we were told that he would never speak again and he'd never live a life with purpose. And the best thing that we could do for him would be to put him into an institution and get on with our own lives. And as Karen said, you know, we love our children deeply, whether they're vaccine-damaged or not. You know, the only difference is, I suppose, with a vaccine-damaged child is that we, we try to, in every way we can to heal them, to make their life better, and to get them to swim with the children, whatever it may be, whatever we can do. And most parents have absolutely no money whatsoever because they've taken out every loan they can just to get the basic help. Because as Karen says, when you go to your pediatrician or try and get any help from anywhere, they turn you away. They don't want to be associated with what's happened to our children. And their parents are bullied. They're bullied everywhere. We're told we're, told we're crazy. We're told we need to go and see psychiatrists. Well, many parents are told that their children need to be taken away from them because they're unfit parents just because we may mm. put them on a special diet. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. But Billy, now, he does speak. He doesn't speak as a 20-year-old should speak. Um, he gets very confused. He has no idea of the danger that he is in most of the time. Um, but he's a lovely, lovely man with a lovely, lovely soul, just as Lauren was. And um, it's just incredibly sad that these children have lost the lives that they should have had. Billy, so we're so grateful that Billy still lives. But he has a... a a very frightening future ahead of him because when John and I are not around, who's going to take care of him and who's going to take care of the millions worldwide like Billy? So it's, Yes, it's, that, that is a frightening. I mean, is your... Well, tell us a little bit about the, um, the magazine that you started and the television station and, um, and, and uh, where you address all of these different issues. Well, I mean, I have, I had absolutely no qualifications whatsoever to set up a magazine. I literally, in the back shed in our garden, just started, remember this was 19 years ago, um, started to put together all the parents, um, because parents were contacting me asking me for help and I didn't have any of the answers. So I put all of our questions together and sent it out as a sort of newsletter magazine and it just grew so fast because parents started to answer each other's questions. And to be mm. honest, parents are the best people to ask literally the best people to ask if you've got any questions. So now this magazine, 19 years on, is online and it's free to anybody who wants it. You just go to theautismfile.com, sign on, and um, it will be sent to you uh, once every two months it comes out. And it's 19 years of, of stories and, and hope. So that's, that's going, still going. And then I set up with Dr. Wakefield the media channel because we, start, we realized that people need to see not just read how to help their child, but actually see how do you teach a teenager to shave. You know, all these things that people take for granted. Hmm. Um, parents just still, you know, have adult children in diapers, having seizures. How can we help them in every way? So that's how we set up that. If you go to autismmediachannel.com, it's all free. It's free videos on there of getting you any kind of help that you may need between the magazine and that and books like um, Karen's book. There is so much help out there now and so much hope. But the question still is, is what do we do with the young parents coming through who simply do not know 
whether to go and have their children vaccinated or not, that's a problem. We are for safe vaccines and as a parent with the vaccine damaged child, and I think Karen will say the same, they're simply not safe because we can't trust the CDC. Yes. Now, just to go back for a minute, so were you, um, did you uh, sort of, like you said, that your son speaks now, were you the one who, you and your husband, did you, who took care of him? Like who, was it, was it you, or did you, was there any special school, or what did you do to try to um, help? No, I mean, you have to, the parents have to do this themselves. They have to have no choice. I mean, there are doctors now out there that can do an enormous amount of, uh, you know, help, and but it's expensive. Every doctor that you go to, and they help your child, but you have to pay a fortune to go and see them. There's enough out there. I mean, for us, for Billy, the diet, the minute we took him off gluten, which is wheat, and the minute we took him off um, dairy, cow's milk, we saw an enormous change in Billy because Billy yeah. has a bowel disease. And a lot of these children from the MMR do have a bowel disease. And let's not forget that Karen's daughter, Lauren, was injured by a different vaccine to Billy. So even though our film is about the MMR and fraud at the CDC, please know that these other vaccines are causing as much damage. Oh, and the Karen, what, yeah, what was the vaccine that your daughter was injured by? by the DPT back in 94, and 30 kids had seizures or worse with the same lot in the vaccine, and there were 10 surrounding deaths. Oh, that's interesting. No, I didn't realize that there was, uh, that there was more than one kind of vaccine that's in question here. Um, well, you know, at right now, today, on the, on the schedule, when you're six months old, they give you nine vaccines at one time. These vaccines have never been tested together. They've never tested the combination of vaccines, but when you take your six-month-old baby into the, to the doctors, they'll give that baby nine vaccines at one time. They're giving the DTP to pregnant women. They're giving the flu shot to pregnant women. They're giving the vitamin K on the first day of life. They're giving hepatitis vaccine on the first day of life. The, this is the sad state, is that if you follow the money, often you will get answers. Mm, and mm. vaccines, since they started protecting the drug and pharmaceutical companies, the number of vaccines has skyrocketed. And yeah. our kids have become sicker. We, and we are, in, in America, we are below 35 other nations in um, the death of our infants on the first day of life. Hmm. Our kids yes, are sick. Our DTP babies are is, sick. is diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, which is whooping cough. Um, right. You know, it's funny when, well, not funny, but when I was growing up, um, you know, everybody got measles and mumps and rubella. I mean, and same thing with, I mean, I had whooping cough. Um, I didn't have diphtheria and tetanus. Yes, it's that's more common to get a tetanus shot, but... But I mean, people, and yes, these, these, uh, illnesses can be life-threatening, um, but really, it was sort of the common thing to, to, uh, and for men, mumps, uh, when they're boys after puberty, you don't want a boy to have, to get mumps because that can, um, affect their, their, they'll become, they can become sterile. So there are certainly downsides to having these actual diseases. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know, when you were growing up, wasn't that sort of a common thing that you'd have friends who would have, I mean, German measles, we'd sometimes have parties. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you, we'd have parties exactly. so that everybody would get exposed at the same time and so that you got it over with. My I mom told me, run being... down to Wendy's house because she's sick yeah. and go hug her and get it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how you get a healthy immune system. And it's not, it, it's also what's in the vaccines. We have abortive fetal tissue, we have MSG, we have um, formaldehyde, aluminum, um, all of these things that are in vaccines. We have monkey kidney tissue. I mean, this is, this is on so many levels a tragedy and the problem is that because pharmaceutical companies pay for television advertisement and newspaper and magazines mm. that's why we don't see it so people are brainwashed that if it's not on tv it's not true and and that's why this movie is so important because it has broken through i mean they got kicked out of tribeca i mean it's just so ridiculous we're censored all the time Five years ago, PBS asked me to do a commercial about my attitude about being a parent with a child with a disability. And so they loved me, talked about how great my attitude was and how did I do this. And then they asked me, and they said, what happened to Lauren? And I said, she was vaccine injured. And they said goodbye. Never huh. heard from them again. 
This is not to be talked about because you have to go back and follow where the money is. Hmm. You know, um, Polly, you mentioned Dr. Wakefield, and, um, I mean, there's so much censorship on all these different levels, um, the media, and, you know, and and I feel so bad for him. Um, What was the deal with, I mean, it, it seemed like a witch hunt when they took away his license. Well, I mean, I was one of the many, many British parents that um, day and night uh, went to the GMC to support Dr. Wakefield while he was going through this process. And I I mean, I don't, there's nothing more to say about this than it was clearly a fix from the start because if you actually had watched the people in that room while this whole hearing was going on, it was like a scene from Hogwarts. So a couple of them were sleeping for most of the time. It was, and Andy worked so hard answering all these questions all correctly. You would, you would be, you would put your life money house on the fact that he had won this. And, yeah. um, and then of course they took his license away and took everything away from him they could possibly do. But, uh, you know, the reason why I stood by him with, along with many, many parents around the world is because he continually listens to the parents and he has our backs, he believes us, and he's fought for us. And that is enough for any of us to always stand by him. He's a genuine person that genuinely cares about our children, and, most importantly, he's telling the truth. So people always say, oh, aren't you worried that Andy's going to get bumped off, he's going to be shot? They're absolutely Uh not worried about that at all, because if Andy goes, they've got no one to blame. And that's the bottom line. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. yeah, he's, you know, that's why we set up the media channel together. And, he, you know, people say, oh, he's just bounced back now for Vax. He hasn't just bounced back. He's been working tirelessly over the years behind the scenes to bring simple videos of help and hope for parents. And I think that's why it's so important that he is allowed to be. And he, many of the media don't want to speak to him, but they should. Mm-hmm. So that's well, that's, per- that's a perfect time to take another break. Um, this is all so, so important. Um, we're talking today about the movie Vaxxed, uh, from cover-up to catastrophe. My guests are Karen Kane and Polly Tomey, uh, people who are intimately involved not only with this film, but um, mothers of uh, vaccine-injured children and very much um, activists in trying to get attention to be paid to this whole problem. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the movie Vaxxed, Do Vaccines Cause Autism? I will um, give you... um, Before the end of the show, I will tell you where in Los Angeles you can actually see the movie, Um, and uh, and it is going all around the country, so you can 
go to the website, which you know I'll tell you about, and and you can find out where um, where else it's playing, and uh, hopefully it'll be playing in somewhere near enough to you that you can go see it. My guests today are Karen Kane and Polly Tomey. Um, they are in the film, connected to the film, and um, even more importantly, or as important. <laughs> Um, they are mothers, and we're going to be talking right ne- in this next segment about how it's not just about the children and the devastation that vaccines can cause to them, but it's also about the family. Uh, Karen, why don't you start? Well, um, you know, the thing is when someone, when someone has an event and they get helicoptered out and they get better, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that's an event. But when you have a child with chronic illness, that never goes away. And there's diarrhea, there's puke, there's vomit, there's, there's hospital stays, there's intubations, there's being on life support. It, it doesn't end. And, and quickly, you really find who your friends are because um, everybody just goes away. It gets old. It gets old. I would say, let's go out and do something. And then I'm in the ER, I'm in the hospital. Um, it breaks down the family unit. I would take my daughter out in public to the movies and to the theater, and people would get up and walk away. Huh. Um, People would turn their backs on my beautiful daughter, and it, it, it's devastating. There's, nobody wants to really hear when you have chronic problems. Um, my daughter's been dead seven years. Before she died, her father lost his job. He, I was, of course, unable to work. Um, we were very, very lucky to have the settlement with the vaccine injury compensation, which provided Lauren with the care she needed, so I was able to stay home with her. I, um, I can't sleep still. It's seven years. Um, I dedicated... 16 years of my life taking care of her, and I would do it again. But um, my adrenals are shot. My husband drank, and um, he died, and he was in his home, and he wasn't found for two weeks. Um, it, it's wait, wait, wait. Do you mean Do you mean you got divorced? The, the, um, your daughter's uh, illness caused so much stress and, and is typical of these kinds of problems that, that you two got divorced, and then he died? Ninety percent of families that are living with chronic illness, and especially with vaccine injury, um, divorce. We were separated because of his drinking, and um, there was which was just, caused by your daughter well, having these problems. You know, you can't blame you can't blame a child or a child's injury for well, happening. You know, but what happens is this is so important. People cannot function when their children are dying. Right. When you're you know, they say it's the worst thing that will ever happen. And when you watch your child's life, you know, knowing your child will never work, knowing that you can never, when, if you die, what happens to your child, seizures, medication, financial woes, it's devastating. There is nothing worse than watching your child suffer. Yes, I mean, and, I didn't mean to blame it on your daughter, but no, I mean to blame it on the situation that she found and you all found yourselves in. I mean, it wasn't that he was drinking beforehand, is what I'm trying to say. No, he, you know, it, it, he was drinking beforehand, but living with a chronically ill child that, you're, that you know is going to die and is going to have the, you know, 10,000th seizure, it's devastating. And people, mm-hmm. that's, why, that's why I do what I do, because I don't want families to be alone. I don't want families to feel that they are unimportant because their child has a disability. Everybody's important, and we need to reach out to these families, and we need to talk about what's happening to them. We, we need to talk about the truth about what's happening to our families, and it's devastating. And, yes. you, you know, this happens over and over, and we turn our backs because these families can't get out of the house and they can't be seen because they can't afford a van to get their wheelchair in. I mean, this goes on and on, and, mm. and Polly's, you know, Polly's been amazing doing what she's doing, her and her husband, changing the world, reaching out to families, and, and this you know, just because someone shows up in public with a smile on their face and standing tall doesn't mean that it's not hard. This is the hardest job I've ever, ever done, and that's why I talk about it, because I don't want those parents, yeah. I want them to know that they're not forgotten. Yes, absolutely. Um, Polly? Yes. Could you tell us about this, this issue, the family issue? Yeah, I mean, everything Karen said is absolutely right, and I'm just so grateful for Karen. Karen's still out there. She doesn't have to do this anymore, but she's still out there the whole time. Mm. She's got our back, and she's supporting many. But, um, yeah, it's devastating. I mean, first of all, when you get the diagnosis, when your child is sick, you get no sleep. Most people, people like my Billy did not sleep at all, up all night, and all we could hear is him thrashing his head against his crib or the floor mm. or anything he could get his 
hands on just the bang, 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 and it's all night. So the next day, you're very bad-tempered because you're exhausted. You don't know what to do with your kid because your kid is clearly sick and no one will help you, so you end up arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. And as every parent will tell you. And then you get the very unhelpful family members who say, oh, well, it's not in our family, it's not in our family, and so you then start fighting about whose family it's in. And even though you know it was a vaccine, it's, it's who's got the genetic mm. problem that met causes. And then the saddest story of all is the siblings. Because with siblings, they not only see their brother or sister suffering and pain, they also watch their parents crying, um, not being able to get help, arguing. And they live a very, very high-stress life. And a lot of them now are in um, teenage adulthood. And they're high anxiety. They've been put on medication for anxiety. Mm. And it's then the grandparents. The grandparents say, we have to watch our beautiful grandchild suffering and we have to watch our beautiful daughter or son suffering. So you can see how it extends out the enormous pain that one needle, one moment in time, puts on the whole of the family. And it doesn't go away. You've got puberty, Billy's now an adult, and it's, it doesn't get any better. It might, he might speak, but his illness, what's happened to him does not get any better. So... And yes, it is, of course, it gets worse as they get bigger. <laughs> and, and well, that's right. And we have parents tell me the whole time, they say, Polly, we can't physically cope with our children anymore. Yes. My son is six foot two, he's 250 pounds, and when he gets angry, he attacks me. And people who have seen the film see that my son has a meltdown in there, and it's frightening. It is frightening. I mean, but it's. But it's what it is. This is what vaccine injury is all about. And it's all over the world with parents covered in bruises. And we love our kids so much that um, we don't want anyone to take them away from us. Um, but there is a serious problem here that hardly ever addressed because parents are frightened to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I, and yes, I don't think a lot of people realize how... It's not just that the numbers of people with autism, children with autism, is growing. It's that... Um, it's that the as these children get older, it becomes a much more serious problem. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and it's, it's just getting worse. And why is it getting people, worse? People, people will say to me, you know, I don't have a child, and I said, well, you probably have nieces or nephews, and what's going to happen to the community when when we have half of half of the population has autism? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just I. I can't even imagine how someone yes. can just say, no, that won't affect me. 80% of our boys, I mean, America has been to war since we've, we've been a nation. And what are we going to do when 80% yes. of our boys has autism? Yes, yes. When, and, oh. and, you know, it, it, this is, and whatever your belief is, then you should, you should look into it deeper. Look into it deeper and get your information not from pharmaceutical companies. When doctors graduate from medical school... Most of, probably 80% of the education they ever get is paid, or if not all, by pharmaceutical companies. And if you, you, you can look at the television and just see advertisement after advertisement about drugs. I mean, we have, have got to stop making ourselves sick and making our babies sick. This is such an epidemic. This is such an important topic, and I'm grateful that you've had us on today. Thank you so much. Well, what do you tell people who say to you, um, both of you, who say, well, if, if we stopped getting our kids vaccinated, then there would be epidemics of all these other illnesses that the vaccines are supposed to protect. How, you know, it, what about, um, what are we going to do about that if, if we're just going to be overrun with these other illnesses? But people are so uneducated, they don't even know that these illnesses were in decline after we started hand-washing, after we cleaned up the streets. This is a falsehood. You need to do the research. Look at actually disease and what was happening when the vaccines came on board. It's, um, it's not, it's, it's, it's out there. All that inf- information is out there, but what most people look at is, you know, what's on television. Yes. Now, I wonder, um, Polly, how do you think, how is it different um, in in the UK as compared to America? Well, different, I mean, as far as the vaccine program goes, you have a much more rigorous vaccine program than we do in um, England. I mean, when Billy went for his MMR, it was just the MMR. You guys just give so much more. We don't even have the Hep B in England. Um, as far as support goes, it's pretty much the same. You've got wonderful groups of parents supporting each other and very much the same with the doctors, you know, go to the paediatrician, no help. There's also a massive anti-weight 
Andy Wakefield, Dr. Wakefield, um, situation going over there because don't forget they're the ones that struck, it, struck him off the medical license. So you cannot be associated with vaccines, otherwise you're a Wakefield supporter. So love England. I love the people out there, but I feel a lot safer in America right now because even though you're bringing in mandatory vaccines, I feel safer over here because there's so many more parents that can, have got your back. Well, yes. Have you, um, have you moved to the United States? Yes, we now um, are permanent residents, and we live in Austin, Texas. We yes, have you and acres. Dr. Wakefield, is that right? Yeah, he lives about half an hour from us. And then we moved there so that we could work together on the Autism Media Channel and get films like Vax and the other one we did, which was about a young boy called Alex Bordelakis. So we've done, we've, that was the whole idea that we worked together. But we are also building a center for adults, a community for adults, to show the world that we don't need mindless drunks, drugs, and four-point restraints. We must build healthy, purposeful futures for our children. So that's our mission in America. Huh. So have you started that? I mean, are there children in this um, program? We've just had 40 acres of stunning land, which Karen's come and seen, and we planted Lauren's tree on the land. Um, and we are now waiting for planning permission, well, and very shortly we'll start building. And oh, that's, hope it's that's very place. exciting. Yeah. That's very exciting. Well, I want to make sure I have enough time to tell people about the L.A. screenings. Um, the film Vaxxed from Cover Up to Catastrophe, in, it's been in, I saw it when it's in L.A., it's been in several theaters in L.A., but now it's, it's back with um, at the Regency Westlake Village Twin in Westlake Village. Um, it's on, it starts on Friday, May 13th. There is a special screening, um, and Tuesday, May 17th also. And, well, on Tuesday, May 17th, there's going to be uh, best-selling author David Wolf, who's going to be talking afterwards. And then on Wednesday, May 18th, um, there are two showings, and Dr. Wakefield will be there, and uh, producer Del Bigtree and Polly Tomey after each screening. So, um, I'm Karen. Both, I think Karen's going to be there as well. Karen, are you going to be, be there? there? I'm actually going to be there tonight because Westlake and Thousand Oaks is where my daughter lived for 15 years. So I'll be tonight and um, at the theater, and I will be there tomorrow. And the reason I'm on the panel tomorrow, I'm very excited and honored to be part of the panel, is because my daughter lived there and died there. And it's, it's our town. It's our hometown. Yes, yes. Um, well, I do really encourage everybody to go. Is, this, is, is it going to be eventually... Um, Available online? Is it online? No, it's not online at the moment. They want to keep it in the theatre, theatrical productions at the moment, because that is what's making the press keep talking about it. If mm, we put it out mm. on DVD now, it'll just get lost. We'll keep it yes, in the moment. Yes, that's true. What's happening. But that's if true. parents want to find, if anybody wants to know anything about this movie, if they go to backthemovie.com and put in their email address, then they'll be sent. We will know the same time as them when things are happening. Okay. Yes, I was wanted to give that out. That that that's vaxed themovie.com. V A X X E D themovie.com. I'd like to thank my guests so much for sharing their story and for um, helping to make this a fabulous movie. Um, Polly Tomey and Karen Kane. And please keep an open mind. I'm not saying you should run right out and you know tell your doctor you're never having another vaccine, but you need to look into this research and and call for more research. And yes, be you know we need to have freedoms as to what we put into our children's body. If nothing else, um, we need to be able to decide whether or not we want to put a vaccine in our children. I mean, it should be <laughs> life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that includes uh, health. Well, life, exactly. So, again, thank you so much, um, and I really wish you well, and I hope that this movie keeps going from one theater to the next so that uh, more of our population can see it. So thank you both, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.